So uh, over these days, um, in the instructions that Inez and I have been offering for our meditation practice, we've been expanding the field of what we attend to. We started with the breath, the sensations of breathing, and then we expanded that focus to include other bodily sensations. And then yesterday, uh, emotions, which are seen as having both bodily and mental aspects. And today we'll expand uh, the circle of our awareness to thinking. So insight practice, this practice that we do, it includes cultivating mindfulness of all aspects of our experience. Eventually, we learn that we can be mindful with anything that arises within us, from the most subtle movements of mind to the most prominent, the most strong uh, physical sensations, both pleasant and painful. We can be mindful of anything eventually. (laughs) Not all at the same time, of course. One moment of experience at a time. And something that happens quite often in our experience is thinking. And sometimes uh, new meditators and even experienced meditators have, have a belief that there shouldn't be thoughts in meditation, that if any thoughts are arising, they must be doing something wrong. But the, the goal of insight practice is not uh, some thought-free state. It's clearly seeing what's arising and developing. Developing insight, wisdom, liberating insight as a result. Insight that frees us. And the fact is, thoughts are going to arise. It's natural. And it doesn't have to be a problem. When we find ourselves thinking in, mo- in meditation, we can notice it. We can, in the same way that we notice a sensation of breathing or a pain or an itch. We don't feel guilty, you know, if we have an itch in our body. But somehow people can feel guilty if thoughts arise in their meditation. But they're natural. What creates problems with thoughts is when we get hooked into their energy and then keep them going, proliferating, as we sometimes say. The word papancha is a word that means proliferative thought. And then we lose connection to our moment-to-moment experience when we do that. Having a thought arise and then knowing it as a thought, and then turning attention back to our primary uh, anchor is uh, is practicing mindfulness of thinking, getting entangled in discursive thought, ending up in some fantasy world or rehashing an old conversation or something. That's that's something different. But when we notice that when we've been caught like that, we can drop the train of thought and return to our anchor. With mindfulness, I like a, a distinction that uh, that Gil makes, Gil Fronstall makes between thinking and what he calls sometimes thoughting. Thoughting is a word he made up. <laughs> thoughting refers to the random thoughts that just pop up in the mind of their own accord. You know, sometimes it feels like seemingly out of nowhere these thoughts arise, and there those kinds of thoughts. I think they're happening pretty constantly in a lot of, uh, in our minds, especially during the day. And often, sometimes in meditation as well. And those are usually pretty innocent thoughts. And often there, it's fairly easy not to get uh, entangled with them. But when we do 
get entangled with them. We can move, we're moving from thoughting to thinking. Thinking in this sense, what I mean by thinking in this sense is a deliberate mental activity where we're keeping the thoughts, the thinking going, we're getting fascinated by them, we're elaborating on them. We're often some fantasy world just far away from our, our present experience. And that's not useful during meditation. And if we can let go of it, that's that's the best option. We call it discursive thought. You know, you've probably heard that term. Thought that discusses, that analyzes, that tells a story, that makes a plan, recalls a memory, things like that. Thought that we get hooked to. Being mindful that we are thinking is just as useful as being mindful of any other uh, experience that's arising in our in our world. Just as just as uh, just as useful as paying attention to bodily sensations or breath or emotions. Thinking is just what minds like to do, and they're going to keep doing it for as long as we live. You know, and there's no need to judge ourselves. That's just more thinking. And it's thinking that's colored with aversion then. So instead of focusing on the content of the thought, which is what gets us moving into this uh, proliferation, we can look at the process of thinking itself. What does it actually feel like to think? Often when we, when we do turn our, our minds to uh, the, the process of thinking, the stop the the thought stops and at that point you might just see if you can notice when the next thought arises <clears throat> when we're able to do this we can see how insubstantial uh, thoughts are they're bubbles sometimes we speak of bubbles arising from the mind or clouds passing through the sky of the mind and we just witness them without getting involved and whoop, they just disappear Sometimes the same the same train of thought will return again and again, and it can seem kind of impossible to let go. And in that case, um, it can be useful to turn your attention toward the quality of the mind that's thinking. Is there desire? Is there aversion? Is there confusion driving the think the thinking? Is there some hindrance present? Some underlying restlessness that seems to demand that we think. Is there an emotion, maybe, that needs to be investigated? And when when we're uh, investigating in this way, we can turn our attention to mindfulness of the body, seeing the somatic expression of what the quality of thinking, which is usually some kind of emotional quality is. And then maybe we can use the, the raft technique that uh, Inez described yesterday with the, with the emotion that's underlying this kind of thinking, that kind of compulsive, repetitive thoughts that keep coming back. But if thoughts aren't compelling, just notice them and and let them move on, you know, return to the breath or other anchor. And if you get caught in this uh, compulsive thinking, as soon as you become aware of it, it can be useful to notice what's it like to think? What's it like in the body? You know, is your brow kind of furrowed? Is there tension in the head and jaw? 
Are the shoulders raised, tense? What's going on? What's going on? With that uh, introduction, um, let's let's put this into practice. So, take a bit of time to uh, tune into your posture. Making any adjustments that you need in order to uh, to settle, relaxing any tensions, establishing that balance of alertness and ease that uh, is so useful, so helpful. Might take a few deep breaths to settle into the practice. Just breathing in deeply and then allowing yourself to soften more, to settle more on the on the exhalation. Just a few. Can begin with attending to the breathing, the sensations of breathing. Just very simply. Letting your attention flow in with the in-breath and out with the out-breath. Maybe attending at at the place where the breath feels most prominent to you. Or maybe just following the whole length of the, the incoming and outgoing. Whichever keeps you most connected. And then if there are bodily sensations that that pull your attention away from the breath, attend to them, get close to them, know them directly. And when they subside, turn back to the sensations of breathing.
And if during the meditation you you noticed uh, thoughts arising in that simple thoughting way, just let them pass through. The mind is just doing what it does, and it doesn't have to concern you. Clouds in the sky or bubbles arising from water, they can come and they can go. So if it's easy, just let them go. If you like, you might use mental noting, just making a soft note in the mind when you notice yourself thinking, just softly thinking, planning, fantasies, whatever the flavor of the thinking is. Where do you feel thinking? Does it happen in your head? Where in the head? Gil often suggests we relax the thinking muscle. Where does it feel like the thoughts arise? Are there pictures? Are there spoken words? Maybe even written language that you see?
Notice the tendency get pulled into discursive thinking when particular thoughts arise. You have some kind of charge, maybe either pleasant or unpleasant charge. And see if you can just let them go. Not get involved. This isn't the time for thinking.
if thinking arises that's associated with strong emotion, you can attend to the emotion really mindfully, giving that space to pass through. If we don't interfere with emotions, they tend to pass very quickly. It's the the thinking, the discursive thinking that uh, that often accompanies them, that keeps them going, some kind of story. Let go of the story and attend to the emotion itself.
If you notice simple thoughts arising, just let them go. Just let them float away. And if there's more seductive thought, the kind that the mind just wants to keep going, just see if you can just turn your attention back to your breathing. Just saying, not now, not now. And if thinking has a really compulsive quality to it, we encourage you to look for the emotion that's driving it and work with that. Use the raft technique. Just be mindful of the emotion. It works for you to get close to what's underneath the thinking, what's generating the compuls- compulsive desire to think, need to think.
So when uh, when thinking is simple, um, it can often go on in the background while you're attending to your breathing or uh, other other bodily sensations. It can be like sometimes it's experienced like someone uh, talking in another room. You can kind of ignore it. You know? Might be uh, best to take Suzuki Roshi's advice. He said, uh, "Don't be bothered by your thinking." Uh, but when there are compulsive thoughts um, fueled by emotion, and I think compulsive thinking is all almost always, at least in my experience, always fueled by um, emotion. Then we have these other tools: uh, mindfulness of emotion. Uh, and raft that we can we can turn to and if there is a compulsive quality to thinking you know don't don't be upset with yourself don't judge yourself when mindfulness and investigation don't seem to work you know sometimes it's helpful just to tell your thinking mind not now you know not now there's plenty of time to think when we are meditating and thinking, of course, is natural and it's useful. It's like it would be pretty much impossible to live our lives uh, without thinking. It's it's necessary to our life. It's not a problem. But in our insight tradition, we're doing something different than thinking in the practice, in the meditation practice. We're observing, attending, sensing, experiencing our life really directly, not mediated through ideas and views, not analyzed or interpreted. So we put that kind of thinking aside while we're practicing. And we can just observe the the innocent thoughting kinds of mental activity that come up. And, and when we, you know, take hold of one of those and start to spin a story, sometimes we can just stop ourselves. You know, stories take us out of directly experiencing uh, the present moment. They're usually about past or future. And they're, as I said, almost always, I think, generated by some kind of emotion arising within us. Addressing the emotion can kind of pull the rug out from under them. And and as I mentioned uh, before we uh, began the formal sitting, um, Often people are straining to come to a thought-free place in meditation. And you know, sometimes there are periods in meditation where there are no thoughts in, in deep states. And those times uh, can be really beautiful, peaceful. But um, they aren't the goal of our practice, as I said before. And they don't come about through straining, through trying to get rid of thoughts. When we're trying to get rid of thoughts, we're just feeding aversion. And that, that really is going to keep the, the thinking going. Straining is, you know, it's just dukkha. It's counterproductive. We need to learn to not be bothered by our thoughts, as Suzuki Roshi said. And as our mindfulness grows, clear knowing will grow and, uh, and thinking will, will not be so much of a, a, a problem as it often is in the early, early days of practice. People find they just can't stop, but it doesn't have to be a problem. And yeah, I think that's enough. And uh, uh, so we have a couple of announcements. Um, 
for today. Remember, uh, everybody will have a, all the full participants will have a, a practice discussion. The, today, the, the, the practice discussions will be at the same time that they, they were yesterday, but with the opposite teacher. So if you saw me yesterday, you'll see Inez today and vice versa. And then at 6.15 this evening, there will be a Q&A in this main room, in this meditation hall with uh, with both of us, with both Inez and, and me. So we look forward to seeing you then, too. And um, may you have a really fruitful day of practice with or without thoughts. <laughs>